We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire podcast network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers for NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers, among other things, for the Sacramento Bee. And we have a semi-special to not special, just regular guest. Um, I want to save special guest for people who are actually special. Joe Fan of the Bet to Win podcast here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You know him if you've ever listened to this show before because I think this is like six or seven time being on. He's a delight. He is an alpha. He's the host of the Bet to Win podcast. He is a clickbait artist. He's covered the Seahawks. He's covered the 49ers. Uh, he's done it all. And now he's hosting a pod here at Blue Wire. Terrific dude. Terrific conversation. Let's get into it. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory! Kittle is gonna go! Touchdown! Bosa's got him, and he'll sack him back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. All right, Joe Fan is here, friend of the pod, alpha of the pod, and just all around good guy wearing a beer shirt. This is great. This is your vibe is impeccable right now, Joe. Bro, just chilling on a Tuesday night watching some hoops. That Nets Knicks game was electric. And now we've got Suns Warriors, which I don't get excited about regular season NBA basketball a whole lot, especially since I don't have a team. RIP Seattle Supersonics, aka uh f the thunder um but yeah dude it is a vibe right now i appreciate you guys having me it's good to chat with you guys again this is great yeah so we're we we brought you on because you are one of the few people maybe one of the only people who covers who has covered in the past the 49ers and the seahawks and uh the niners and seahawks are playing this weekend and so we just wanted to bring joe on to uh to get his takes joe you watched what happened with Seattle last night in the Monday night game against Washington? Are they done? Like, is, is, is this, I mean, done like in a macro sense, like, is this Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, John Schneider trio, are there going to be changes made in your opinion or, or do there need to be changes made? Yes. And yes, there has to be. 
I said going into the season, and I, a lot, I mean, all, all offseason I talked about it. Seahawks fans called me clickbait artist and what, I mean, I said if there is a status quo or regression for another consecutive year, that the band would be broken up. I, I made the analogy of, you know, there was a fracture in the relationship between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks last offseason. And they went to therapy and they were a couple and they said, you know what, we're going to give it one, one try, one more try, really give it a shot, both feet in uh, and, and see if we can re you know, claim and uh, recapture our magic. They haven't done that. The offense is still very broken. Um, and we've been watching this movie for about a year now. If you go back to last season, the second half of last year, that playoff game, embarrassing loss of the Rams. This is a bad football team right now, plain and simple. It's not a bad roster. It's not the most talented roster in football. It's not a bad roster, but it's inexplicable how an offense with as many pieces as Seattle's does has been just so heinous for pretty much the entire season. They continue to be explosive play or bust. The worst team in the league on third down. It's, it's pretty painful, to be honest with you. Russ is, you know, I, I, at first I wanted to say, yeah, he's going to be back and ready to go. He, he's telling everybody that finger's not going to be an issue. I don't know how you can watch Monday night's game against Washington and think it's not an issue. I mean, he's missing uh, bunnies, you know, his layups that we don't see Russ miss. And he's, it's not like he's just like missing it a little bit, you know, throwing a little bit high, making this guy go get it. He's throwing uncatchable passes by like three or four yards. It's bad. So, um, I just think it's going to be – I wouldn't be surprised if if only one of the three, maybe only John Schneider is back next year. I wouldn't be surprised if if they moved a number of different directions and kind of hit the reset button. The other layer of it is they have no draft capital. The Jets right now have a top five pick because of the Seahawks. So the only way you're going to get some of that draft capital back is either trading DK Metcalf or Tyler – or not Tyler Lockett. Um, you would get some for Lockett, but not in what they would want. Um, or Russell Wilson. And so to me, every week that goes by, it's just more confirmation that this is just unsustainable moving forward. What do you think, like, what happened? Because <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from what I understood, they bring in Shane Waldron to be their offensive coordinator, and he's this guy from, from the McVay tree, and they're going to have this, this quick passing attack, and they're going to exploit defenses, all these athletes. And like you said, it's just kind of been big player bust. Like where is that a is that because of Pete Carroll? Is that Russell Wilson? Like where where's the disconnect? There are a number of factors at play, but I think it, it more and more is coming down to the fact that Russell Wilson's playing really bad football. There were guys open on Monday night that he's not hitting. There was an opportunity for more of that quick game, that more in rhythm passing attack where you know you're not having to go through entire progressions back and forth and then bail on the pocket play hero ball in the scramble drill and move from there. And Pete Carroll was about as critical as you'll ever hear him of Russ. He was on the, the radio on Tuesday morning in Seattle uh, saying there were, you know, basically the question is about Waldron and basically what you just asked is Waldron not getting the job done. And he essentially said, there are guys hoping we're not hitting them. <laughs> what, you know, you never said Russell or Wilson, but obviously you know, there's only one guy throwing the football. So, um, it all comes down to the big player bust. They're taking too many third down sacks. Russell Wilson's the worst third down passer in football. Um, it's really bad. It's comprehensive. And they're missing Chris Carson a ton. Um, I don't think you can overstate that. 
So spinning it forward to Sunday, like this, if the Seahawks want to make the playoffs, they can't lose again. Right. And, and so, you know, they're, they seem like they're dead in the water, but it's also, there's also a possibility that it could be one of those games where they come out with their hair on fire and play a lot better. Um, you know, the NFL is full of peaks and valleys, right? And you're shaking your head right now. It doesn't seem like that you think it's it's going to happen on Sunday. So what, what do you expect from the Seahawks team on Sunday? I just don't know how you can expect that having seen what you've seen for the better part of a year now. You know, like that's my point is I get what you're saying. And that is something that happens a lot. Desperate teams are dangerous. We say that all the time in sports and it's, it's hard to really quantify, but it's a real thing. But I don't know how you can expect that. They've been so God awful in the three games since Russell Wilson's been back. You would think they were struggling before he got back. Okay. He comes back. You'd think that would be in green Bay. That would be it. Okay. You get smoked in green Bay. Okay. Well then, you come home and play, play a, a Cardinals team that's the leader in your division or a division rival, a team that's had your number a bit of late over the last couple of seasons. They don't have Kyler Murray. You, okay, this is going to be the moment. No, we laid another egg there. I got smoked. Okay, well, then on primetime, Russ has money on primetime. He's always good on Monday Night Football. No. He's <laughs> <laughs> like – I get what you're saying. I just I, I don't know how you could. The only reason the Lions three is because of I guess what you're saying and that, that Pete Carroll has sort of owned Kyle Shanahan in that weird sort of circle of life in the NFC West with with the Rams owning the Seahawks and the Niners owning the Rams. I just don't know how you expect it because it's just been so bad for so long and they've been broken. They are broken, and I just expect that to continue on Sunday. I want to climb out of the basement for a second and talk about the team at the top of the division and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you mentioned the Colt McCoy led Cardinals. They beat the 49ers. They beat the Seahawks. Uh, they lose to Carolina, but to me that's solidified because I wasn't really sure with, with Arizona yet, but to me that kind of solidified like, okay, this is, this, this is legit. This start for them. Are they the favorite in the NFC to you? I think they are. I think the Cowboys have – I love the Cowboys, but with their COVID issues, with their injuries, at full strength, I think I would probably pick the Cowboys over the Cardinals. But I love the Cardinals. The Zach Ertz pickup was so savvy. He dominated the Seahawks a couple weeks ago. A.J. Green has really found, um, you know, another another life in his football career, even though he's obviously on the back nine, if not, you know, finishing up 17-18. He's coming, he's finishing strong, you know, where, where Biederman and I like to finish, you know, double, triple, double, you know, to finish the last three holes of our rounds. You know, he's, <laughs> he's finishing strong with a couple of pars, hitting greens and regulation. Um, he's been tremendous and he's helped them weather the storm without DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know if there's a more balanced offense in all of football, maybe Dallas, but the number of guys that are consistently involved in that offense, Rondale Moore, Zach Ertz, uh, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, seven dudes who on a play-to-play basis can hurt you. That's And you have Kyler Murray pulling the strings, who was the MVP before he went out, and I think he still has a chance to be MVP should he finish strong because you know no one has been able to really distance themselves, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Um, but 
I do think, I mean, and they, and they defend, you know, I think they miss JJ Watt, but Marcus Golden has been a money offseason acquisition. Having Chandler Jones healthy has been tremendous. Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy um, have been a, a tremendous trio in the secondary. Um, I really like that whole roster. They're super deep. They're a lot of fun. They can score uh, when they're playing well, they can defend. Um, there's not a lot of holes there. And so, you know, long answer longer. I would certainly say that if they're not the favorite in the NFC, they're damn close to it. And I'd be comfortable betting on them against anybody. What do you make of the Rams and their three game slide? And what's your level of concern about just, you know, like, I I think they're probably a playoff team, but can, can the Niners catch them for the five seed? Cause they're a game back right now. And, and they own the, the tiebreaker before their second matchup. They certainly can. Uh, they control their own destiny to do so. How different is the vibe in the Bay Area now than it was <laughs> after after that atrocious game against the Cardinals? Very different. Just, it's been just baffling how quickly <laughs> things can change. Um, yeah, for me, um, I am worried about the Rams. I guess kind of what you were saying about the Seahawks of like they they have to figure it out, right? They're too talented not to, you think. Right. But at the same time, where I look at the Cardinals as a team that doesn't have a whole lot of holes, the Rams do. Um, They turn the ball over too much. That's been a huge Achilles heel for them of late. Matthew Stafford is not the player we were watching for the first six, seven weeks of the season. Uh, The defense, that pass rush with Vaughn Miller, uh, not Bradley Chubb, but uh, Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald have – has been hapless, been invisible. I mean, Aaron Donald still kind of makes his plays, but um, I don't think we've heard Von Miller's name called outside of just them showing him between plays of acknowledging the trade that went down a couple of weeks back. Um, you know, so Jalen Ramsey is, his value is sort of mitigated when there's no pass rush and the rest of the secondary can be picked apart at will. Um, and their linebacker core is limited. They lost Robert Woods. Odell Beckham is banged up. Um, I don't know. I, I think there is concern. I, I guess you sort of have, again, I think they're a playoff team, but it's hard to, based on what you've seen the last three weeks, it's, it, 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 I guess they could clean the turnovers up and I'm really spinning my wheels here and not being super definitive. They clean the turnovers up. They've been giving teams a lot of points. You know, they gave the Packers two short fields. They, they spotted the Titans 14 points a couple weeks back. Um, you know, the same thing against the Niners. It's been, you know, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. So if they can clean that up, you'd like to think they can figure it out, but um, I think there's definitely cause for concern there. Do you think that's just something with, because I feel like that's happened. It happened in 2019. Actually, I guess the opposite happened in 2019, but in 2019, they started slow and they kind of came on at the end. Um, and then last year, it felt like they kind of, they kind of faded at the end of the year. And then this, this season, uh, I thought coming out of the bye, they'd be a lot better going to green Bay and it's Sean McVay and that coaching staff coming off a of bye it just feels to me like there it's a it's an issue that can't necessarily be be remedied because we've seen them struggle in the second halves of years prior to this one i think a lot and, of it has to do with how the offensive line is going to play oh i'm sorry were you not i thought you were i thought you were done oh no my, i just my, i was i, I said that was a you. No, I said that was a great question by me. Just kind of blurting a, out something and letting you respond to it. Yeah, it was. A, you to, can you just talk about? You know, you talk about. Yeah, can you, can you talk about the Rams, Joe. <laughs> yeah, let me do that for you. Um, 
God, thank God you guys have an alpha in here right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just a pair of boring normies. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, so I think to me, a large part of the turnovers have been a big issue, but the pressure that other defensive lines have been able to get on that on Matthew Stafford has been a catalyst for those turnovers. The offensive line was one of the best in football at the beginning of the season, and they struggled of late. So that's been a huge part of it to go along with the defense. It's been getting gashed and it's not nearly as good as the, the names on paper would suggest it would be. Um, it is interesting that, you know, last year you look back and the, the Bucks were a very middle of the road team and then a switch flipped and they never looked back. I almost feel like the Niners might be that team right now where we know what they've always wanted their identity to be. They clearly were lost in that for most of the season and it was hard to watch. And now they've sort of gotten that groove back as they've gotten healthy with uh, Brandon Ayuk getting involved. Elijah Mitchell is healthy. George Kittle is healthy. Uh, now, what does that look like without Debo Samuel, who is, you know, him and Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup for Offensive Player of the Year? I'm not quite sure. Um, but when you're looking at teams on the rise, I don't, I don't, I, you asked about the, the Rams, and I said, I'm, I'm sick of talking about the Rams, and I finished talking about the Niners. Because <laughs> that's what alphas do; they just do whatever the hell they want. Um, I, 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 I think this is a huge game for the Niners as we really go on a full tangent here, um, because it, they should dominate the Seahawks. And I know it's not that simple, but based on what you've seen from both teams of late, they couldn't be going in more opposite directions. Um, so, yes, I, I'm all about the Niners right now. I'm all about them taking over the Rams, and I, I think the, the line being only three. Um, I'd be ready to hammer that. Hey, guess what, everybody? The 49ers are back in the playoff race. They're actually the number six seed after beating the Vikings. And maybe now you want to get out to a game or maybe with the holidays coming up, you want to get some 49er tickets for that special 49er fan in your life. Well, hey, guess what? You should use TickPick.com to acquire those tickets. And let me tell you why. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. So TickPick got rid of those, those like fees and charges at the end. Of, you know, you go and you find your tickets, you find these awesome seats, and you get a price and you go and you look, and then the price is way more than you were anticipating paying because of all those fees. Well, TickPick got rid of those. It's unbelievable. What you see on the seat, your ticket, that's what you're paying. They've eliminated the fees. They've eliminated the surcharges. And it allows TickPick to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. And if you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on a different ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now, the 49ers are going on the road for two weeks. They're going to be in Seattle, and then they're going to be in Cincinnati. And then they come home to face the Atlanta Falcons, who are also in the thick of the playoff race. So that could wind up being a huge game. And you're going to want to get your tickets now because those tickets are going to go fast. So head down to tickpick.com slash candlestick right now. Go do that. Get tickets for yourself. Get tickets for your friends or your family. All the special 49ers fans in your life with the holidays coming up. This is a perfect way to show them how much you care. So check that out at TickPick.com slash Candlestick today and save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. That's TickPick.com slash Candlestick to save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I have an actual question this time. Who do you think is going to get the seventh seed in the NFC? Because it feels like oh not, only, not only are the Seahawks going the wrong direction, but when you start looking at Every single team, it's the Niners at six. The Niners have won three in a row, but then it's Washington at seven, and then Minnesota, and then the Saints. It's just like there are zero teams in that pack where I'm like, oh, they might be dangerous. Is there one that sticks out to you? I think Minnesota is pretty dangerous. Minnesota and the Colts are sort of the same team in that they're right around 500, but but they have lost so many games. They should have won. Mm-hmm. The Vikings should have started the season two and zero. They choked against the Bengals in week one, and then choked against the Cardinals in week two. Um, you could go down the line of games they've lost in, in sort of heartbreaking fashion. I, I I do think they missed Neil Hunter certainly, but uh, even without Dalvin Cook, um, I love Alexander Madison. I think they, you can expect fairly similar production from him. And Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are, are ballers. So um, even as well as the Niners played, you know, Kirk Cousins was trying to line up under his right guard, you know, go, to go score a game-tying touchdown. So that wasn't a blowout by any stretch. The, the, the Vikings hung around. So to me, I, I would put my money on the Vikings claiming the seventh seed. How, uh, how much fun did you have walking the course for, uh, for the match between Brooks and, and Bryson? Whew. That place is immaculate. It feels like every it feels like every blade of grass is like intentionally there. Like someone was out there earlier with like a pair of kitchen scissors. Like, "Mm, okay, now we're good. It's incredible. I mean, I hold time. I was just like, I gotta find a way to get out here for not six hundred dollars. Eventually, is that what it goes? Is that what it costs? Six hundred dollars, even even for a star employee. Yeah, I'm a very public yet. figure. He's so public. I, I tried <laughs> Did to you tell like, him I'm, you've been on this podcast more than once? I tried to be like, I'm verified on Twitter. And they were like, <laughs> who are you? Uh, yeah, no, my big work perk is that I, I get free meals in the staff cafeteria to win. So, you know, I'll take that for now and then see if I can play my cards. I, I Looking back, 
it all happened quickly. I didn't really negotiate my contract. They made a fair offer. I just accepted it because I had to get down here. But next contract, maybe working in a foursome a month on the course. Okay. And seeing if that's, I don't think they'll ever agree to it, but like it's a shot worth taking. That also assumes they're going to want me back for a second contract, which is, <laughs> you know, I've talked that about NBC Sports Northwest and turns out there's no more NBC Sports Northwest. So I, I do think WinBet will at least be around, but, you know, I don't think we can start start planning that that far down the road we'll yeah, see eventually it seems like there. it seems like gambling is a pretty lucrative lucrative interest industry but um yeah <laughs> but no like what, what was I, I, I mean i heard you interacted with brooks you told him about can you tell the story about getting hit with a drive and then how he responded when you brought that up to him today or uh last week yeah so i was at summerlin tpc summerlin uh sick brag i remember there no big deal <laughs> That's so douchey to say. Uh, it's whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> I literally just spent all of my money on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> my bank account is empty. I roll in with my 11-year-old Mazda 3 in the parking lot with 130,000 miles and, you know, Range Rover, Teslas, whatever. And I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Right? Oh, are we playing today? You and I are in the same group today? Like, who is this joker? Oh, he must be a guest. He must be – someone must have brought him along. Must be like a Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know if you're allowed to make that joke but it felt good it felt right in the moment um uh anyways so i was i they play a pga event there the shriners open wasn't a great field but brooks played he wasn't in the hunt but he, he made the cut so i went and uh i was like i'll go wake up on a saturday and go watch him he teed off at like 8 39 and it's a small enough gallery where you're really you're walking with him it was probably only 30 people kind of walking with him and so it's pretty dope um i'm not the biggest brooks fan but i guess brooks kepka right. um why not uh and so i um yeah i was like i'll walk the course with him and then i'll you know just kick it with friends that i met at the course and just drink all day and do that whole thing the rest of the day uh a whole three it's like a it's a par five that we play they play as a par four because they're you know actually alpha is not like me a pretend <laughs> uh beta posing as an alpha and it's not alpha to me and so I appreciate that, brother. Uh, and so you know how, like, behind guys teeing off, there's the guys, like, with the sticks who, like, they wave whichever way the drive is going? Right. And so the dude, like, goes, like, waves his hand straight up and down. So I, I, I don't really pay attention. And the next thing I know, there's a guy to the ropes who, like, last second goes, oh, shit, four. And and so I, I go, like, just turn immediately. And it was bang, bang. I mean, if this dude doesn't yell four, it might have been in my temple. And I, I turn and it hits me square in the shoulder. I got lucky to where it hit me in like the meat of the shoulder because I'm just really muscular. <laughs> um, but like as opposed to like right on the shoulder blade or again, just the back of my dome. And I kind of in shock. I was like, oh, like it just like someone like took the just punched you as hard as they could. It's on the fly. Didn't hit anything. And it, one of these things going into the desert. It's gone. But my shoulder knocks like 15 yards back towards the fairway. This this jerk makes par. Everyone comes over. <laughs> Medics come over. They're like, hey, you need ice? Are you okay? Where did it hit you? People are like, oh, my gosh. Well, it's a good thing you're okay. But like, Brooks is going to come. He'll probably give you a ball. This is, this is sick. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess he'll like probably like come say something. He came up. The guys, everyone was like, dude, you hit this guy. You hit this guy. He may as well have said, I was aiming for that asshole. <laughs> I was, I was, I saw him up there and I said, I'm going to just drill this dude with my drive. 
didn't say anything, no thumbs up, no like, hey, did you, you know, you could have given me 10 more yards, huh? Or, you know, nothing. And, uh, and I said, okay, wow, I guess I'm an enemy of, I hate Brooks Kepka now. Because <laughs> um, I ended up chirping and he walked away. I was like, man, no love for, uh, you know, my, my shoulder keeping it in play. And didn't say anything, just nothing. He didn't and give you like a so, signed glove or anything? He's he a machine, he's locked in. He didn't even acknowledge. He didn't even give me like a thumbs up, like, hey, my bad, you good? Which is really yeah. all I wanted. That's just like be a normal, just be a normal human. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do that. And so I respect then, his competitive fire. <laughs> and so then on the first tee box, I'm right behind these guys on the first tee box of the match on Friday. And uh, Bryson's like chatting with everybody. They had like 10 minutes to kill like on the tee box before the broadcast started. Bryson's chatting with everybody. I had like a little conversation with Bryson. He was super cool. Um, and even after, like when he got smoked, he got embarrassed and he like kicked it and like was really, you know, all smiles and signing autographs and taking pictures with folks, which was pretty cool. Um, anyway, so Brooks is right in front of me. I mean, no more than, I mean, half an arm's length. He's right there. I could have punched him in his shoulder and said, Hey, <laughs> how'd that feel Brooks? That's what it felt like for me. More muscular shoulders. You were Brooks. Yeah, mm, no, great question yeah, brooks for sure uh got it he got a respect the respect was there he can't can't lie about those things uh and i was like hey brooks a couple months or a month ago you hit me on the third hole at summerlin my my shoulder kept your ball in play knocked it back to the fairway helped you save par and he goes he's like kind of paused didn't turn never didn't turn around his back to me the whole time and kind of under his breath goes couldn't have knocked it on the green huh and that was it and that i was, was like and i was like god this guy's a prick but like when you're one of the best in the world at what you do like you can have that like i don't give a damn attitude and like it's it's like swaggy where if he sucked you'd be like this guy's a jerk but you know he's so good you're like oh it's so cool he doesn't care he does things his way yeah i respect him more because of that story yeah, bigger brooks classic. kepka fan now <laughs> Who Classic. are who who? who I don't want to take this too far off the rails, but we're already there, so let's dive in. Who is your favorite golfer? Probably Mora Keys. No, Morikawa. Big Morikawa fan. And I yeah. love Justin Thomas. I like that he's he's kind of an emotional psychopath, like I am. I like that he talks to himself, and like when he's a bad shot, he like tells himself he's the worst golfer in the planet. <laughs> I'm a big negative self talk guy. Um, i'm really good at it just the best and so i appreciate that he's got that as a part of his game as well also the chugging beers the Ryder cup was just like this guy's a homie he's like i I dig him (laughs) he got canceled for a second but he's come back isn't morikawa a member at your course he is actually fun fact my locker is right next to his yeah do you ever see him no big deal no what's actually is the first day i joined i was out of the range i saw him and i was like kind of walking and i was like Oh, that's Colin Morikawa. He's pretty small, like little, right? I gave him a cool guy head nod. It was like, so he has, he has AirPods in. Basically, like, he looked like me right now. <laughs> just being a range rat. Uh, I stood there and watched, like, five swings, and I was just like... You gave him, you gave him the you gave him the cool guy head nod, and he's like, you Mazda 3? <laughs> you you Mazda 3 Maz- Is that your Maserati out there? And I was like, that's my Maserati. He's like, is that a 2010? I was like, it's a 2010 vintage uh it's the only day i've seen him but i was like i said sup and he said sup so we're boys i didn't have my locker at that point yet it's a shame that i didn't 
I was trying like hell to get credentialed for the PGA at Harding Park um, during the summer of the pandemic in 2020 that he ended up winning. And because uh, Cameron Champs from Sacramento, I was going to go write about Cam Champ. And Colin Morikawa was in his group. And so I would have walked with the group, but then uh, because of COVID, they weren't letting people walk. So I was like, all right, I had to watch from home. And write Do you think it was because of COVID or they were just like, this guy's a beta. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I'm pretty sure that it was, was because of COVID. That was pre-Candlestick uh, Chronicles hazy IPA days. Like that was before you guys were big time. Yeah, yeah. it's a great so point. That's true. You hadn't leveled up yet. So I really, did you I get some of that, by the way? No, but I, 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 I don't know how. I don't know how I'm gonna. You, why aren't you in like a? You know, you're gonna get that on tap here somewhere. Yeah, we'll work on it. Can you, you ship can... beer? Can you ship no. beer? Not out of yeah, state. I guess. You can't cross state lines with beer, but they ship in state. So yeah, you uh, if like you come a, hang, I, like still, I still have some. Ne- I still next have some. I, I do too. Next batch. time I come to Vegas, I'll bring some. Yeah, hell yeah, um, I love that. How is the I'm a big hazy guy? How is the Blue Wire Studio? The studio is sick. You guys need to come out and kick it. Yeah, we're we're um, going to we're we're gonna come record maybe for the draft. Okay, do it. When the, the Niners have awesome. no first round pick. Yeah, it's spectacular. <laughs> yeah, it'll, um, be, uh, it'll be more fun that way for us. Less work. It's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's right off the casino floor. It, it you know, it, we're just like we're doing shows and like there's glass windows right next to us. People are walking by like, oh my god, is that? That Joe fan, they start taking their cell phones out and right. waving and like taking like, selfies. Like, like while you're recording, people are like, "Oh my gosh, it says on air." Like these guys must be important. And then they look at us and like, "I don't, I don't think so." Um, well, so, Claudia's in there. Yeah, I mean, she's you know more important <laughs> than I am, but I don't know if I don't know if we you know like Coach K was kicking in there last week for some reason, and so you know different levels. But right. we're work. We'll get there, Biederman. We'll get right. there, man. Yeah. I don't have a. I don't have a hazy IPA for my podcast yet. But yeah, the bet to win hazy actually, would be delish. It is. Pretty I actually, good. I actually heard that Brooks Kepka walked by and saw you in there and was like, "Oh my god, I hit that guy with a drive one time." <laughs> yeah. At, uh, at an event. You want to know how good my aim is? I saw him 320 yards down the fairway and I smoked him on the fly (laughs) and then didn't acknowledge him and then didn't acknowledge him in fact i was just smiling to myself as it went down (laughs) all right on that note i think it's time to let joe fan bounce are the 49ers gonna win on sunday joe yes they are okay and they should be embarrassed with themselves if they don't it's only gonna it's it's only gonna further uh confirm the circle of life in the nfc west explain that just real Kyle quick Shanahan, for people who don't know. Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay, who owns Pete Carroll, who owns Kyle Shanahan. That's the circle of life. Got it. Hmm. So Cliff Kingsbury Cliff still Kingsbury's, trying to break He just kind of owns everyone apparently right now. <laughs> He's just yeah. breaking the wheel. Oh, Cliff, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury is going to go be the coach. Just go. Game, he went so full he get and broke the wheel right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good Big, stuff, Joe. Big shot, Game of Thrones. Guys, this has been great. I don't know how constructive it was, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I did was, too. And I've had the Warriors game on the entire time. So. Yeah, like yeah, so have I. Yeah, it's, it's been a fascinating first half. So, <laughs> multitasking points for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, check him out on Bet to Win podcast. You can follow him on Twitter, where he's absolutely verified. And uh, go find him at the at the driving range because he's a real ranger.
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can get into TBC Silverland. You gotta be with a member, but like, you know, whatever. Just, I'll be the guy. I'll be the guy getting out of the Mazda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, so, thanks for hopping on. Be man. easy. Later, Later. fellas.